Welcome back to Season 4 of Career Compass, a podcast from SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, and the SHRM Foundation. Career Compass prepares the future leaders today for better workplaces tomorrow. As the voice of all things work, SHRM supports students and emerging professionals with advice, information, and resources for every step of your career. Designed for the student or emerging professional, Career Compass delivers timely, relevant, and critical conversations about work to help you succeed in your career journey. Thank you for joining us for this episode. My name is Kevin Abbott, and I will be your co-host. And my name is Lydia Doby, and I will also be your co-host. During this episode, we will explore HR within the sports and entertainment world with special guest Ryan Becker, who works for our local MLB team, the 2019 World Series champions, Washington Nationals. Also, just so you know, this episode is valid for Professional Development Credit, or PDCs, for the SHRM CP or SHRM SCP. We will provide the code later in the episode. And with that, let's get started. Kevin, I had a great time at Nationals Park earlier this season, and we are going to talk with Ryan in just a bit about some of the highlights of working for a sports team. But as a fan who grew up in this area, what was it like for you when the Nats won the World Series in 2019? Wow, honestly, um, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but life-changing would probably be the way I described it. Uh, Living in D.C. for all my life, it was you know, just the classic DC thing to make it into the playoffs and then, you know, fall short in dramatic fashion. And, you know, having the opportunity for I as well, I'm a huge, a huge baseball fan and, you know, getting the opportunity to go to the wild card game and getting the opportunity to go to a couple of playoff games. I mean, it, it, it meant the world to me. Uh, my dad and I, you know, spend a lot of our time watching baseball have since I was a kid. So it was a, you know, a a very large part of my life. But uh, Lydia, for you, as someone who's becoming more familiar with uh, pro sports, what are you most looking forward to in today's conversation? I really am appreciating the opportunity to dive into the culture, the history, and this new arena that I've really never been familiar with growing up. Uh, so I'm just excited to see how human resources interacts with all of that on this on the scene. Yeah, that's that's great. I, you know me, I, I watch a lot of sports. Uh, yeah. it, really, it really doesn't matter if there's a ball involved; I'm probably watching it. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to look at it from from more of the behind the scenes. So, uh, let's not wait any further. And uh, in, in speaking with today's guest, uh, Ryan Becker is currently the human resources manager for the Washington Nationals. In this role, he leads the organization's talent acquisition efforts. He has an MS in sport and recreation leadership, as well as a BBA in management from James Madison University. We're extremely excited about today's conversation. And with that, Career Compass would like to warmly welcome Ryan Becker. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's uh, my pleasure to be here and join you all and share some thoughts and, and stories and insights. Awesome. Well, let's just jump uh, right on into it. So, Ryan, we uh, want to get to know you a little bit better. So I'll start with this question. Uh, prior to working with the Nationals, you worked with a local soccer club and you were also a program director for the YMCA. Uh, it's obvious you clearly have a passion for sports and empowering the youth. Uh, so tell us about your devotion to youth sports organizations and how those roles prepared you for the world of professional athletics. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, to be honest, my involvement with, uh, you know, the youth soccer club and then ultimately working at the YMCA uh, was really just, you know, personally, I, I've had an interest in sports and working with with youth and, uh, you know, youth development through sport. 
And uh, I just found those opportunities interesting to me. So I, I, you know, jumped at the opportunities when they became available. And I think, to be honest, working for these smaller organizations gave me a lot of in-depth, hands-on experience, you know, that I may not have gotten uh, right away, you know, when I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do in my career if I was somewhere larger. So I think, you know, working for those smaller nonprofit organizations uh, really gave me, like I said, a lot of uh, in-depth hands-on experience that kind of helped guide where I wanted to take uh, next steps in my career. Wonderful. So there are a lot of people listening to this podcast who are transitioning jobs or possibly career fields. You have a BBA and an MS in sports and recreational leadership from JMU. Can you tell us how you transitioned into an HR career? What was that transition like and what advice can you provide to our audience who might be in the midst of career transitions or reentering the workforce? Sure. Yeah. So, I, you know, I really, when I started out and I was kind of working my way through college at JMU, I, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go in my career. And so, you know, I studied uh, business management just because I felt like that was sort of a more broad topic and, and, you know, had some different areas where I could go with that. I knew I wanted to do something in business. Uh, I knew I enjoyed working with people uh, and interacting with, you know, all different types of people. And, and so I started with business management and, you know, figured I would kind of go from there. And then I have always been involved with sports and, and, you know, playing sports growing up and following sports. And I, I've was born and raised in the DC area. And, uh, have been a fan of the Nationals and other DC sports teams uh, all the way through, like we kind of talked a little bit about earlier. And so uh, with that, I didn't really think too much about it, but just sort of fell into, you know, working in in business, working in sports and kind of combining those two interests and those two passions. And so uh, with those early steps in my career with uh, working in youth soccer and then working with the YMCA, like you mentioned, I think a piece of what I had done was human resources related. So, you know, I, I was working more in kind of the general business operations and a small part of what I was doing was the HR piece, whether it was, you know, recruiting volunteers or training employees or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. That was a small piece of what I was doing, you know, in addition to some of the the marketing or the operations. But uh, I found really through those experiences that, HR was was what I wanted to focus on. And so, you know, I, I didn't necessarily actively go into it knowing, you know, I want to start a career in HR. I sort of started somewhere else and then realized that was the piece of uh, what I was doing that really stood out to me the most. And I, I realized that I wanted to make that really my full-time focus. Right. I, I definitely think that a lot of our listeners can empathize with that situation. They're in the midst of career transitions, or maybe they're just emerging into the HR field. Have you found that your previous background in business is still useful to you now in your HR career? And how do those two elements tie together? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, with my background in in a variety of different areas of, of business, I think it's been helpful for me my primary focus now is in talent acquisition. So uh, I work a lot with different areas of the business, you know, and, and hiring managers from different departments. And so I can bring a little bit of experience and a little bit of understanding, uh, you know, definitely not to their level of expertise, but 
at least to have a little bit of that baseline knowledge to be able to have some of those conversations and you know get a little bit of an understanding of what they're kind of looking for uh, when they're trying to fill roles for their teams as well. For sure, that's very important. Uh, I, I actually have to know. I've always I've always wondered this, especially like you know working for talent acquisition for a, a major sports franchise. Uh, when you're telling people what you do, how often do people ask if you're hiring like players and general managers and you know and like pitching coaches? <laughs> you know it 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 honestly happens a lot, and uh, that's typically one of the first things that people will say. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Like you get to hire the players and all that. And then, <laughs> trust me, they don't let me anywhere near any of those decisions. <laughs> I, I wish I had the knowledge to do that. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, nowhere close to that. <laughs> uh, we, we talked a little bit pre-show about you starting your job with the Nats just as COVID was beginning back in uh, 2020. At that time, there was obviously a lot of uncertainty uh, some of which, you know, we still feel today. Uh, in your role, how did you address some of those unknown circumstances and situations? You know, yeah, I, I think that was a tough time for, you know, myself for joining a new organization and obviously, you know, the rest of the country and the world as well. And, and yeah, it was something that we haven't really experienced before. So there was so much uncertainty. And I think uh, for me, it, it all helped being surrounded by a great team because, you know, we had uh, a great team here in HR at the Nationals. And so I, I was new to the organization, but I was able to kind of lean on them and rely on them to provide some help and some guidance. And I was able to to build some really great relationships with people, you know, not only in the HR team that I'm on, but uh, across the organization as a whole. And so I think, you know, the the first step was recognizing that there was so much uncertainty because, you know, it, it was something that we've never experienced before. And so realizing that, that, you know, this is new territory that we, we may not have all of the answers to all of the questions that come up right away, but, you know, it's relying on each other and, and, you know, other resources outside of the organization. And, uh, you know, if it's organizations like Sherm that have great uh, resources to help with things like that as well, um, but I, I think, yeah, it's, it was really, uh, helpful to be surrounded by a great team, uh, to be able to work our way through that. And I think, uh, you know, we're definitely in a, a good place now to hopefully continue to move forward in a positive direction. So following up on some of the unknown circumstances and core variables, how do you think that hiring in sports and entertainment is different than hiring for other industries? Are there any unknown variables that you weren't expecting when you came into this field? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's interesting because there are definitely some differences, but I think there's a lot of similarities as well. With hiring for a, a professional sports organization, you know, there's definitely a lot of interest in the Washington Nationals as a brand and, you know, working in Major League Baseball and being in a position where, you know, you have the ability to be uh, around 50,000 fans in a ballpark every day. And, uh, you know, outside of that, though, to be honest, it's it's not that different. I think sometimes people do tend to to get stuck a little bit on, you know, I, I really want to work for the Washington Nationals and I'm going to do, you know, whatever it takes to, to get into working in, in the, you know, sport and entertainment industry. And I think, you know, that 
makes it uh, in some ways it's a little bit more challenging, you know, on the talent acquisition side uh, because we're we're looking for people that are a great fit for the organization and a great fit for those roles as well. Because I think you know having people that are attracted to the brand definitely helps with recruiting, but uh, it's it's important to find people who are interested in the specific roles. Uh, in the organization as well, and not just you know the logo or kind of the the prestige of working in Major League Baseball. For sure, I can definitely see that being a challenge. How have you addressed that challenge? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's really you know when we're having conversations with potential candidates, uh, I think one of the the things that we hear a lot is you know when when we're asking about you know why do you want to work for the organization, what stood out to you about the opportunity. One of the first things that we hear a lot is, so I'm a huge Nats fan. And that's awesome. And that's great to hear. And I, I love to hear that. But also, you know, we, we want to know about you as an individual and what you can bring to the organization uh, outside of just being a fan of the team. Because it's, it's great to be a fan of the team. But, you know, we're also looking for people that have the right background and the right mindset and the right attitude as well. So I think it's really trying to work with, uh, you know, those candidates to, to bring out that information as well. For sure. Yes. That definitely links in with hiring with other industries as well. I want to pause just for a second to take care of a couple of housekeeping items. First, those of you listening to this podcast who are seeking professional development credit, this program is valid for a quarter of a PDC for the SHRM CP or SHRM SCP. The code to redeem your PDC is 23-M779S. Please note that this code will expire June 2nd, 2023. Again, that code is the number two, the number three, dash, the letter M as in Mike, the number seven, the number seven, the number nine, and the letter S as in Sierra. And speaking of PDCs, one place to earn several PDCs, 27 in fact, while networking with peers, connecting with mentors, and expanding your HR knowledge is at SHRM 22 in just a few more days. The SHRM Annual Conference and Expo, which has drawn more than 20,000 attendees in the past, is a can't-miss experience for any current or emerging HR professional. There is still time to register and take part in a curated student experience featuring career-focused programming and discounted member pricing at just $425 for in-person registration in New Orleans and $275 for virtual passes. For more information, visit sherm.co forward slash sherm22student. So jumping back into the podcast, just like us and many of our listeners, you are still pretty early in your career. What has been the biggest challenge you've faced and how did you overcome it? So uh, honestly, I, I think this kind of goes back to uh, what we had talked about before and, and just, you know, with COVID and the pandemic. And uh, for me, I started with the Nationals at the beginning of March 2020. And so I, I think I was in the office for, it was like six days uh, before you know everything really started happening with the pandemic, and we had to start working from home, and uh, I I was nervous about that. You know, to be honest, being new to an organization, uh, not really knowing too much about my role or, or responsibilities, or, or not really knowing too many people at the organization, uh, and then you know immediately having to go start working from home uh, with 
so much uncertainty that we talked about before, you know, not knowing is this going to be for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or, you know, a year and a half, uh, you know, so I, I think that was a challenge and, and kind of like we talked about earlier, I think it, it helped being surrounded by a great team and uh, just using each other and, and being able to lean on each other to try and find solutions. And, you know, whether that was uh, things like employee engagement where, you know, we, we were so used to doing so- certain things in certain ways in person and having, you know, those in-person events to build those relationships and uh, not being able to do that. So putting our heads together as an HR team to figure out, you know, what are some ways that that we can still engage with our employees even while we're working fully from home and, and things like that. And so I think, yeah, really just kind of leaning on each other to, to support and, you know, come up with new ideas and, and face that uncertainty. So I think uh, that's probably the the number one thing that would come to mind for me in terms of uh, a challenge that I've faced up to this point. Right. Can you expand a little bit on what tools you use for employee engagement early in the pandemic that helped team building and team relationships? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I never knew how to use a Zoom meeting before. And uh, <laughs> I think now that's, uh, that's kind of second nature to a lot of people. And so, you know, that was one thing I, I think at the beginning was just getting comfortable with those virtual meetings and, you know, what that looks like and how to interact uh, from home and, you know, from so many different places. And, uh, you know, we did some things with that in terms of we've had like virtual trivia nights with employees and, uh, we had some, you know, speaker series from, uh, executives and employees throughout the organization to really try and bring people together in a time that, uh, was really so isolating, you know, for, for people across the world to try and bring some of that, you know, togetherness and, and team atmosphere that I think uh, you get in a lot of places, but especially in sports, there's really that team environment that you need, not only on the baseball field, but in the front office environment as well. And so as an organization that was so used to being in person and being around those 40,000 fans, uh, it was some of those things, like I said, the the trivia nights, the speaker series, and just kind of uh, having you know one-off conversations with people throughout the organization. Uh, I think those were things that definitely helped. So it seems like the key is connection, whether it's virtual or in-person connection is the most important element here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's great. I, you know, I, I have to imagine that a lot of people in, you know, this emerging professional, you know, age range that COVID and, and moving to a virtual environment for some of their first jobs, I think that's going to resonate with, uh, with a lot of people. You know, I want to wrap up the show with with one last question. Uh, working in HR for the Washington Nats, it sounds like a dream job, honestly. What would you say the best part of your day is? And what advice can you offer someone who's looking to grow their career by working with, uh, you know, such a prestigious major league organization such as the Nats? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, for me, in terms of, of the best part of my day, I think, uh, you know, like I said, I, I primarily work in talent acquisition. So I get to work with so many great, talented hiring managers across our organization to bring talented individuals to the Washington Nationals to help create memorable experiences for our fans and for our community. So, you know, whether that's in, uh, in guest services or in marketing or, 
in finance or, or whatever department it may be, you know, cause we, we have a little bit of everything here at the Washington nationals. And I think that the best part of that is that every person in every role, regardless of, you know, full-time, part-time, seasonal, whatever department you may be in, everyone makes an impact on uh, that experience that we have, you know, not only on a game day here at nationals park in front of all of our fans, but with some of the things that we're doing in the community as well. And so I think, you know, the, the ability for me to work with so many of those different departments and the great managers that we have to bring great people into the organization is, uh, is definitely uh, what excites me a lot about the position here. And, and I think is the best part of my day. And uh, I, I think to answer your second question about uh, advice that I would offer someone who's looking to, to grow their career, I think it would be uh, probably a couple things. So I think the, the first one I would say is never stop learning. I think, you know, you're, you're never at a point in your career, whether it's at the very beginning of the career or if you've been, uh, you know, in your career for 30 years, I, I don't think you can ever get to a point where you can say, I, I'm going to stop learning now, right? Never stop learning. I think it's taking advantage of things like this, whether it's l- listening to podcasts or reading articles or talking to individuals in the industry. I think it's it's always learning about current topics and trying to stay up to date on, on best practices and things like that. The The next thing that I would say would be to challenge yourself. I think uh, a lot of times it's easy to just kind of take the easy way, right? And and just sort of coast through some things, but there's not as much growth with that. And I think an important part of challenging yourself is being able to learn to grow. Because if you're just doing the same thing over and over and kind of keeping that status quo, you know, you're you're not challenging yourself and and you're not really growing. And I think, you know, that's one thing that I get a lot when I'm, I'm talking to candidates for positions is what are some of the challenges you faced and, and how have you grown from some of those things, just like what we've talked about earlier. And I think there, there's a lot of value to that. And, uh, you know, it, it gives you a lot to learn and grow as an individual, but also it gives you things to talk about when you're looking for, uh, you know, a job change or a career change that you can say, hey, these are the, some of the things that I, I faced as challenges. And this is how I, uh, I was able to face those things and move forward in a positive direction from that. And I think kind of going along with that, the, the last thing that I would add would be, uh, especially for someone early in their career, is, is to speak up. I think a lot of times, you know, there's a tendency to just sort of sit back and, you know, soak in a lot of information and analyze, which is great. Uh, and it, it was something that I kind of struggled with too, was like thinking about these ideas and then really having the the comfort to to step up and say something if I had a suggestion. I think early on in my career, I was hesitant to do that because I felt like, well, I'm, I'm early in my career. I don't know the answer to that. How can I suggest something or, or you know, make an impact? But I think uh, every opinion is is valid and every opinion is valuable and you know, it, it's, if it's a challenge to speak up, that's two of the things that I mentioned, right? Challenging yourself and then speaking up, you know, to really be able to make an impact. Because I think, like I said, there, there's a lot of value in uh, opinions from everyone, you know, whether that's someone that's been with an organization for 30 years or someone that's just starting their career, uh, those different perspectives are so important. Yeah. Just going off your last point, I think that's, paramount honestly to to getting a start in your career is being able to speak up and 
and know that, you know, even if you are, you know, straight out of college or relatively new to the workforce, great ideas come in all shapes and sizes and they'll, they come from anywhere. I mean, I think Career Compass was, you know, our, our podcast was, you know, started by, you know, three people who, you know, really had no background in podcasting or anything. And we kind of just, someone spoke up and was like, Hey, I think we should do this. And, you know, it turned into, into what it is today. So I think if, you know, if people don't speak up, that is a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a great example of it. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to share your career path uh, as well as your insights uh, with our HR community. You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank, thank you all for your time uh, and uh, enjoy the experience and um, go Nats. (laughs) (laughs) Go Nats. Thank you, Ryan. And with that, we're going to bring this episode of Career Compass to a close. We'd like to thank Sherm and Sherm Foundation for providing us with this platform. But more importantly, we'd like to thank you all for joining us and hope you stay with us throughout the season as we discuss more topics like this episode. For more exclusive content, resources, and tools to help you succeed in your career, consider joining SHRM as a student member. You can visit us at SHRM.org forward slash students to learn more about being a part of a community of over 300,000 HR and business leaders who impact the lives of over 115 million employees worldwide. If you liked what you heard, follow or subscribe to Career Compass on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And do you have a topic you think we should cover or a guest we should hear from? We'd love to hear it. Email us at careercompasspodcast at sherm.org. Lastly, are you looking for more work and career-related podcasts? Check out All Things Work and Honest HR at sherm.org forward slash podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Career Compass.